us in. Bearing bodies out in the desert. Neighbors claims they practice witchcraft. So is this intro going to be as awkward as I feel like it's going to be? It probably will. It feels like a first date. It's been, it really it's been does. long this, enough. This is weird. When I tell you that I fought for my life, mm-hmm. I'm talking full final girl, tits out, shirt torn, blood everywhere, just mud strewn across the face, fighting for my life. Girl. Same. I mean, 2020 has been, she's, she did not come to play. I got sick. Then you got sick. Then everybody was everybody sick. Everybody got sick. Look, let's count the ways, you know. We've got, it's not it, not even the end of January, and we've had uh, the threat of World War Three. You know, we've had coronavirus, uh, you know, any number of things. I, that's probably what I had, girl. I probably had that coronavirus. I'm patient zero, girl. <laughs> don't come for me, FBI. I'm not. Oh, no. I'm CDC people. I'm scared of them CDC people. I'm more scared of the CDC than I am of the FBI. Really? Yes. They have I fucking can, needles there. I can see that. Yeah. I can they, see why. They own some bullshit. They will be like, we don't know about this disease, but we're gonna. Because we're going to give it to you, and then we're going to study it. You're going to teach us about this disease. And we'll be so thankful. We'll be so thankful for your accomplishments. We'll, you know, hold you up as an American hero after we fucking murder you. Yeah, I'm just saying. Hot take. CDC. They're out to get you. All right. I think we've got got an episode. Yeah, so it's been a minute, y'all. You know, let's just... uh, Let's just look at that elephant in the room. It's been a minute. <laughs> it has, but we missed you, and we love you, and God. we we just going to try to do better. I feel like we are the, we I feel like we are like the, the absentee father to our <laughs> <laughs> listeners. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. The ones that go out for a pack of cigarettes or some milk or something like that, and then they just. Don't come back. Except we are back just a little bit later than maybe you <laughs> expected us. And we probably missed the PTA meeting. But we're sorry for that. Yeah. And we'll be there for the next one. We'll send you a card. And Actually, we... probably won't. But... <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> but yeah, no, it feels good to be back. We're yeah. excited. 2020, despite the rocky fucking start, uh, we actually have some cool stuff planned for 2020. We're bringing Netflix and Kill back. That's fucking exciting. Uh, we've been net. Good thing about being sick is you can Netflix it up. That's for exciting for sure. For sure. Uh, so yeah. So we have we have some we got some travel some travel planned. Um, nothing that we can announce yet. And we're not going to to China. No, we're not fucking. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry if you are listening to this from China. You, how about you come to us, babe? Uh, or or not. Or not. Or not. You just stay over there and listen. We love you. We'll love you from a distance. (laughs) We'll we'll love you from a distance, like a good distant father. Uh, (laughs) 
accuracy. Yeah. Anyway, so how you been? I say this like I ain't been looking at your dumbass every day. (laughs) But, you know, just for the sake of the podcast. Uh, I mean, you know, January's been a struggle. There's some, you know, lots of things going on. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. Um, You know, work-life balance has just been... A little crazy. Oh, what is that? That sounds like an balance. interesting fairy tale. <laughs> yeah. Work-life balance. Uh, um, Suddenly, but, it's like we've transitioned to like the podcast for like NPR working people. <laughs> Work-life balance. Oh, oh, what a joke. No. Um, Jesus, fuck. But yeah, it's just been, it's just, I don't know. I'm ready for January. This is kind of like asking you to talk about yourself. It really is. Don't ask me to. It's asking me to talk about I'm myself. January has just been really weird. Um, yes, I agree. And I'm ready for February. Uh, I'm just hopefully. trying to live till in bulk. True. I'm um, just trying to make it. February 1st, it, she's coming. We're going to burn some herbs. We're going we gonna to get it right. We're going to just purge what? this January energy. What kind of herbs you going to burn? Probably you got something I don't know cinnamon. about. Nah, girl. <laughs> I just got this big ass pile of sage over here. <laughs> uh. But yeah, what about you? No, we're not going to go there. <laughs> no, we don't have an episode long enough to cover that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I'm. All. You know, I'm. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here with you, and that's all I care about. Yeah, I finally got her out from summer. that weighted blanket. Yeah, fuck that, man. I lost, I lost like years of my life to that thing. Shit, he hit it. He hit it somewhere. I did. So I can't find it, but I will. I'll keep looking for you. Waited blank. <laughs> Any, if anyone who's listening would like to put in an application to be my new waited blanket, uh, I am accepting Absolutely applications. Absolutely not. If you would like to apply for the position, um, I posted uh, this in the uh, in the Facebook group, but um, you know, we had our first review of 2020 <laughs> yeah it was good. i uh i i do believe um and it was you know it was it it was interesting it was from uh, a user on our youtube channel called uh, his their name is peace shit you didn't put him on blast peace yeah peace. yeah it's good it was uh, very um what you think would come from a user name called peace yeah it uh it says, the 17 minutes of vapid cackling and giggling is vomit-inducing, considering how serious this topic is. Thank you, peace. <laughs> Thank you, peace. Peace. For that peace. And love. Of shit. Anyway. <laughs> no. no, but interestingly, it was on our Hosanna Church Massacre. Uh, massacre? Massacre? Girl. Uh, no, our Hosanna, it wasn't also even wasn't massacre. A massacre. Hosanna Church scandal. I don't it know. Was a scandal. Hmm, must have massacre um, on the mind. Uh, it was on our Hosanna Church scandal episode, which, like, most of it was hyperbole and, like, it blown was out really of proportion. Like, and we were pointing yeah. out that it was uh, not accurate. So, not accurate, yeah. I mean, there were convictions. So, I mean, you have to take that as it is. But a lot of it was really, really just. I mean, the abuse of the children was probably accurate, but like all of the, like the Satan worshiping. Yeah, the Satan worshiping, and then it's not like it's the, not quite how you the do drenching it. Drenching the babies in blood and all of that yeah. stuff. Like I, I don't think, think that it was, was that. just you know satanic panic for you. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. I don't but, know. I like to think that 
uh, piece is actually God Warrior from the TLC. <laughs> she wife, is my wife swap show. Favorite. If you haven't seen God Warrior and you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, pause the show and Google or YouTube like God Warrior TLC wife shop wife swap wife shop wife shop again. Damn. I, what am I thinking about today? Massacres and wife shopping and. She's not a Christian. No! <laughs> I don't know. That depends on what you're going to talk to me about, I guess. Um, but we had, uh, before we get into that, actually, uh, I we had a couple, or we have a shout out that we wanted to do today. We do. Yeah. Yes, we do. So we are a little late on this, so we will beg your forgiveness, but let's be honest, it's us and we're fucking late on everything. For real. Uh, but we wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners. Yes, we wanted to give a shout out to uh, our dearest friend, um, John M. I don't know if he wants to give me, tell, Let's tell not. his last name, Let, but we'll say um, John M. I heard that he wanted us to read his last name and his social security number or whatever the <laughs> fuck that is in Britain. I don't know how they identify you people in Britain. Do they just like, like stick their finger in paint and just like thumbprint <laughs> on your forehead and that's your version of a social security number? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but um he happy belated birthday to you happy belated what we're birthday trying to say. happy belated birthday you bastard you bastard <laughs> you british bastard <laughs> we hope it was a good one we hope you had uh lots to drink and if we you hope you drink, had a lot of tea. tea we hope you had a lot of hot tea we hope you had some crumpets we hope you had uh tea cakes um we hope that you ate your tea cakes on a tea towel um, and we just hope that it was a grand old day for you, old chap. And that's the was tea. Was that good? Did I do good? I think you did great. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, I think you did great. So we yeah. did just want to give out uh, a shout out uh, to John. So happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. Happy birthday after the fact. See, that's what makes it a real surprise. I'm going to tell you what. Is because it's after your birthday. So for you real. thought it wasn't going to happen. Much like our next episode. For real. And guess what? Happy birthday, 2021. I got you. <laughs> In advance. In advance. Submitting and our work early. <laughs> to everyone else who has January birthdays that we're forgetting. Uh, so there you yeah, go. Yeah, happy birthday. We got an email about John, so I'm sorry <laughs> if you didn't email. Um, <laughs> now we're going to have a lot of people emailing about their own birthdays. Could you please wish me happy birthday? <laughs> and guess what? We might do it. We might. <laughs> we don't know. It's like we might have another episode. We're not going to promise you anything. All right. <laughs> not at all. Good. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Is that all of our housekeeping items? Am I am I permitted uh, to get into the story? I think so. So am I permitted to dive in. I well yeah. So originally there was a plan for an episode, and then that didn't happen. Uh, so. Uh, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about today. <laughs> Katie came up and she's like, hey, you know that episode that you wanted to do? Fuck that. Uh, we're not going to do that. I'm we are going to do that. We're going to do it for Patreon. Yeah, we're going to do that for Patreon. It was a little time sensitive, but Patreon, you know, yeah. y- y'all be all right if we if we lay this shit. 
They're like, absolutely not. They're like, no, yeah, actually, actually, we hate no, you a we lot. fucking hate you, <laughs> you piece of shit. So I have no idea what we're talking about today. This is a week where Katie's going to tell me a story. And I'm excited because I haven't been told a story in a goddamn minute. I know. I'm so excited to tell you a story. I have had the withdrawals of storytelling. So I'm very excited that, to dive in. Is that what that cold sweat is? Yeah, it is. It, oh, yep. Okay. It's 50% that and like 50% anti-age cream from Lush. <laughs> organic shut the fuck up you 20 something talk to me when you're 30 <laughs> young whippersnapper yeah, young whippersnapper. you don't know wrinkles uh, no it's fine so what the fuck you talking about today so i'm covering an interesting little story it's kind of um off the beaten path i guess sort of so it's under it's on brand i think for the show <laughs> but it is sort of off the beaten path of topics that we would normally talk about. Um, Whoa, that's 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 a lot to say. Because can we just look at our catalog of topics? It's true. Off the beaten path? It's true. I, I think we were born on the beaten... No. We were born <laughs> off the beaten path. Excellent. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. The best at metaphors, actually. Yep, the best. Um, Simply the best. Yeah, it's uh, it's just basically it's just a story that I wanted to talk about. I think a, a lot of our viewers are probably or listeners, viewers. I hope not viewers. <laughs> that is a problem for me. Whoa, whoa! If you're That's viewing this podcast, if you're viewing and I haven't given you specific specific permission, we got issues. Um, no, I think it's something that a lot of our listeners uh, have probably heard about. It's a case that they're probably familiar with, but I just wanted to hop on and talk about it. I wanted to get your thoughts, and I kind of just wanted to kiki a little bit and, you know, have a little bit of fun this week and, you know, ease on back into the swing of things, and we'll get to the blood and guts, you know, maybe next week. Blood and guts and gore, oh my. Yeah, so we are talking about the case of... The Barnetts. It's a family. Ooh. Okay. The Barnetts. Yes, I see it. The Barnetts. Pa- painted on a mailbox. The B. Like the big scripted like B with all the curls. Like yeah. painted on uh-huh. like a piece of reclaimed wood. Yep. Bought at Hobby Lobby. 25% off home decor. <laughs> Only 25% it's off? That Come type on. Of situation. Also, we don't shop at Hobby Lobby. We don't shop at Hobby Lobby. It just came to mind. Michael's just doesn't roll off the tongue the same way. Although Michael's is my lifeblood. Yes. I love me some Michaels. Hang on. Let me clear my throat because I am still recovering from an illness. Okay. So we have Michael and Christine Barnett. And they lived in a cozy suburban home in Hamilton County, just north of Indianapolis. So it's cold there. (laughs) So it's cold there. It's cold there. In Indianapolis. I went there once. I ordered sushi, which I ate in my hotel room bed. When were you in Indianapolis? I went there for a work conference like two years ago. It was like two or three days. And I got there and I was like, I'm going to walk around and like go to a restaurant. And girl, no. I watched like Avengers Endgame and ate sushi in my fucking bed. All right, cool. So nothing's changed. Yeah, it was excellent. Um, So yes, just north of Indianapolis is where they live in Hamilton County. Christine... Um, was actually a famous motivational speaker and author of The Spark, a mother's story of nurturing, genius, and autism. All right, I'm not going to make fun of that. You're not. At all. 
You might feel like making fun of it later, but that'll become clear. But excellent title, Mm -hmm. The Spark. The Spark. Okay. The Spark. Not Nicholas. Not Nicholas? Mm -hmm. Not Nicholas. The Spark minus Nicholas. Uh, So Christine, obviously um, a very accomplished woman, uh, very famous in the field of parenting, which I guess is a field. I guess you people just read fucking magazines on this shit and books and like- The field. Listen to podcasts on parenting. So that's like- I mean, I'm just going to wing it. Like- The field of parenting. Yeah. So that's like, that's interesting to think about. Like apparently it's a genre of study or- I guess publication or whatever. Okay. Like our field is trash. Yeah. Th- theirs would be parenting. Oh, okay. Um, and Can't apparently relate. Christine, apparently Christine was very well known for it. She was the picture perfect mom to hers and Michael's three boys. Was she really? But something was missing. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. Oh. Uh, the couple. Was des- it, was it the spark? <laughs> the spark. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently not, girl, because they had three boys. So, oh, oh shit! I mean, All right, y'all making something happen? Fuck. Okay. Um, but apparently the couple really, really desperately wanted to adopt a little girl. So originally, Christine and Michael had planned to adopt a little girl from Haiti, but due to the massive earthquake that took place uh, in Haiti in January of 2010, the Barnetts were unable to do so to go through with that adoption so later that year again in 2020 uh sorry 2010 10 years ago uh later in 2020 in april michael said that they were contacted by an adoption agency in florida saying that they'd like to pair them with a ukrainian girl according to michael it was a hasty process a hasty process hasty process the whole adoption. like they were trying to like get her like get her somewhere i guess yeah they were trying to so i guess i mean i guess comparatively if you were trying to adopt from haiti like i know with overseas adoptions there's a lot of like red tape that you have to go through and it gets slowed down and it's like such a pain in the ass um whereas if you're adopting from within the continental u.s i think it's a whole lot easier i mean it's still the adoption process is still ridiculously complicated um which kind of makes sense because you're, like, taking on a human life into your family. So they should vet you pretty thoroughly. But I, have, I, I would say so, yes. But I, from what I've heard from people, like, most of it is not even the vetting process that takes so damn long. It's just, like, pointless, like, bureaucratic red tape, which sucks. Mm, yeah. Um, but so apparently compared to their experience with trying to adopt this little girl in Haiti, um, they found the process with adopting this little girl in Florida to be much easier, much quicker, much more hasty. <laughs> so uh, according to USA Today, the little girl, um, whose name was Natalia, told a sheriff's deputy that she came to the United States in 2008 as part of an adoption program. Um, she also said that she has a rare form of dwarfism. Now, the medical name is like spondylopiphyseal dysplasia congenita is the best that I can do for you on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but basically, it's uh, the disease is characterized by deformities before birth that included um, and affected the spine, hip, and knee and caused those to be malformed as well as ocular abnormalities. So her vision was somewhat um, abnormal and her joints 
it seems like her major joints were um, affected by this disease. Um, so Natalia's records at the time of her adoption indicated that she was born in 2003. And according to Children's Hospital records, a physician examined her in 2010 and estimated her age to be about eight years old. Two years later, the hospital did its own testing and approximated her to be about 11. So there's quite a range there. Yeah, so one said eight, one said 11. They don't really know. Yes, yeah. And the records apparently are unclear. Okay. Um, so Christine and Michael, they adopt, they find their little girl, they adopt her into her, their family. Um, clearly she has some... Um, um, challenges, some obstacles that she is, you know, living with, with this, um, with this disease that's affecting her. Um, but Christine, who's, um, you know, her son, I, 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 it's not clear if all of her sons are affected by autism or just one in particular. Um, but you know, she's no stranger to kids who are overcoming difficulty. So she, um, welcomes this girl open arms. Right. Okay. Um, Makes sense. But their happiness as a family would prove to be short-lived. Dun-dun-dun! Christine said she began doubting Natalia's age almost immediately after the adoption. Michael said that on their first night together, Christine was giving Natalia a bath and noticed that she had full pubic hair. Unusual for an eight-year-old. Later, Michael claimed that the couple learned of Natalia hiding her menstrual cycle by wrapping her used feminine products up and throwing them away in secret or hoarding them to throw them away in secret. no. Um, But it was stranger than that. Christine also alleged that she became fearful for her life as Natalia threatened to kill her and her family on more than one occasion. Wait, what? No! Michael explained that after Natalia was caught pouring pine salt into Christine's coffee, she said... Quote, I'm trying to kill you, end quote. Uh, Hold on, let me get my phone. Hi, Ukraine, I need you to take this girl back. Miss Ukraine, we need to have a conversation. Send this little girl back, Miss Thing. Take her back. So uh, there was also another really weird incident that was described in one of the interviews, um... And I don't know, I don't know the specifics because it was very, a lot of the information on this case is taken from several key interviews, a lot of which were done on, actually on daytime talk shows. So the information is like kind of chopped Jesse up. Like Sally Jesse Raphael. Like Dr. Phil. Oh. Like Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil. Like okay. that sort of status. Um, the parents went on Dr. Oz and uh, Natalia later went on Dr. Phil. We'll get there. Um, but so there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of um, vague statements that we're kind of working with. And there's a reason for that. We'll get into it towards the end. But um, there was one incident that was described in one of those interviews by Christine and Michael where they were at the beach or something. And the boys had, you know, the family, you know, you go to the fucking, well, you might not know, actually. It's been I a don't while. go to the beach. Um, but you go to the beach with the family and you're like, oh, it'll be a great time. And then you get all your shit and then you bring your fucking umbrellas because you're pale and you live in Indianapolis and you haven't seen the sun in like three years. And you carry all your shit down to the shore and you set the cooler down with your fucking contraband beers that you poured into other containers because you don't want to get arrested uh, on the family vacation because that would just really kill the vibe. And you have your fucking umbrellas and your, like, towels and shit like that. And you're getting set up. And the kids, of course, have 
are acting like they've never fucking seen water before. And they're just like freaking the fuck out. And they're like, ah. So all three boys just ran down to the water. And Natalia wanted to go into the water. So she's like, mom, dad, like I want to go into the water. But because of her, um, because of her disease and her like deformities um, that happened as a result of the disease, um, clearly, you know, she needs help. She needs assistance getting down to the water. And they had told her like, hang on a second, we'll get set up and then we'll carry you down to the water. Because she, at that point, had not let on that she could walk without assistance. Well, they turn around to set up the site and she is like running full force at the water when they turn back around. Uh, Just flat out run. So that was another uh, situation that happened that kind of gave them pause. Yeah. Um, I mean... Unless, like, Jesus was there and he was, like, tapped you on the forehead and was like, you can now walk to this water, little girl. Uh, then I don't see, uh, I would be a little bit concerned. And even if it was Jesus, Honestly, I still I would, be, would be concerned. I'd be like, please get away from my child. Some please don't touch me man or my children. And fucking long hair looking like a dirty hippie and just, like, touching the forehead of your child. Would still be worried. Thanks for that. My lawyer will be sending a subpoena. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, so given all of this, given their suspicions, um, and given the fact that um, Natalia clearly has some sort of, you know, mental issue, um, if she's trying to kill the fucking family, <laughs> poison her. So was that um, before or after? Like, I, I mean- think that may have been after. I'm, I'm imagining, I don't know, because again, a lot of the timeline is just piecing things together. But I'm assuming that the Pine Sol incident was the jumping off point for taking Natalia to professionals for evaluation. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna you float think, that out there. You think I don't I mean listen, Natalia. By the way, Natalia was the name of my silver two thousand Pontiac Grandam that I had. It was. Just by the way. But I'm just here to say we I don't do Pine Sol in my coffee. I don't do anything in my coffee. Here's the thing. If you're trying to poison someone that way, use antifreeze. It is sweet. Put it in Gatorade. They'll never know. Oh. Okay. I mean, I don't do that to your Gatorades that I give you every morning. I would would never do that to your Gatorades. But but one theoretically could do that to, to a Gatorade. Okay. For someone else. Okay. All right. If they if they wanted that. Well, listen. I'm gonna. If you are, I'm I'm gonna need for you to like step it up because I'm <laughs> I'm still here. Look, this is taking too long. <laughs> I'm gonna need for you. Come on. I'm gonna need for you to just just stick a straw in that antifreeze and give it to me. Slap a sticker that says Gatorade like a, on like it. A little and then milkshake. I will just, yeah, and then I will drink we'll it. Just put two straws in the you diner. Just slide over an actual container of antifreeze. <laughs> And stick a straw in it, and it's like, here, Kenny, here's your Gatorade. And I just take it, and I just look at you, and I just start. Thanks for my Gatorade. Thanks for my Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) And I grab my keys and turn around and head off to work. (laughs) Well, Natalia's parents didn't take it nearly as well uh, as that. (laughs) So they took her to a doctor, uh, several doctors. um, And they said, um, this is a quote from Michael, uh, from one of his interviews, quote, while she was at the 
stress center, um, they were documenting, they were telling doctors, um, they were telling therapists, they were writing, um, taking notes on her in their notepads. Um, not only, and Natalia was saying, not only am I trying to kill Christine, but I'm going to kill the brothers too. Here's how I'm going to do it. Here's what I'm going to do with their bodies. Like apparently it was that level of detail. Well, wait, uh, it, there are stress centers? Not well. Yeah, I, those I think, exist. Well, yeah. I, well, I think it's like a it's like stress testing. I think it's like a mental health thing. I've never Why heard of one, no honestly. A stress center. Yeah, sounds like sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> Can you heal me? <laughs> Can you heal me? I have Please stress. Fix me. I have stress. Can Can you test? Please test. I I would get an A plus on the stress test. Please test. I definitely would. (laughs) I must. In fact, I must get a hundred points on the stress test. Virgo self is like, I got an A plus on the stress test, and they're like, (laughs) "Ma'am, that's not good." Yes, that is hundred percent (laughs) me. I am the best at therapy. I am the best at stress. I have all the stress. I have a hundred percent of it, and I am the best at it. I've been A-plus in therapy. Um, yeah, so apparently, you know, clearly they, you know, they take her to these centers. They they get her evaluated. Um, clearly there's some mental health issues going on there. Um, if all of those allegations are true, clearly there's significant mental health um, issues. Um, but the Barnetts keep looking into it. And in June of 2012, uh, with a court judge's approval, they actually changed Natalia's official age listed on her birth certificate documents from the Ukraine from age 8 to age 22. Fuck! Um, apparently, doctors had run tests and specialists had talked with her and examined her and decided that she was actually born in 1989. Oh. Uh, which <laughs> would make her 30 years old today. Yeah, it would. Today. It would make her 30 years old today. <laughs> Shit! Hold on a second. So you tested her the first fucking time and said that she was 8. And another one said she was 11. Mm-hmm. And now we're just going to test her. And now magically she's the fucking, what, 20, 22? 22 and 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Like yep. that fucking Taylor Swift song? <laughs> feeling 22? I guess she was feeling 22. <laughs> I don't she know. She was feeling 22 on that day they were testing her. That's some shit. And I'm going to tell you what. You know what that reminds me of the movie The Orphan? Yes, exactly. So everybody's making um, comparisons between this case and the 2009 movie Orphan. But it's so crazy because this case was happening. I mean, Natalia was adopted in 2010. So like this was actually happening like right as that movie had come out, right? Crazy. Yeah, shit. Because that movie came out in 09. Oh, fuck. Yes. That's and so Natalia weird. came to the U.S. in 08 and then was adopted in 2010, early 2010. Um, so it is really interesting how the two kind of like run side by side. Shit. But there's more to the story here. So uh, in in June 2012, her her age is officially changed. Her birth year is officially changed to 1989, um, which would make her 30 years old today. Um, and Michael commented that one of the benefits of changing her age, um, one of the reasons that they went back and had it changed on her birth certificate, other than just doubting that she was the age that she was, um, by changing her age, she could lawfully be admitted to a psychiatric hospital and get the care that she needed. <laughs> um, so remember that. Get the care that she needed, a.k.a. get the fuck out my house. Exactly. <laughs> so at around the same time, the Barnett's eldest son, 12-year-old Jacob Barnett, 
began getting attention as a physics whiz kid at Purdue University in Indianapolis. Now, this is the son that, um, the autistic son that um, Christine had gotten famous writing the book about parenting. Jacob was his name. And um, he, super, super, super smart kid. Um, He was featured in a segment on 60 Minutes, and he actually did a TED Talk. Oh, of shit. his own. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant kid. Very cool. Um, Natalia, interestingly, in that TED Talk, or not in the TED Talk, but in the 60 Minutes segment that Jacob did, Natalia actually is in that 60 Minutes segment. When they talk to Christine, their mom, Natalia can be seen like right beside Christine in multiple points during the, like during with the her. video. Yeah, with her. Because she was living with them at the time that that was filmed. Okay. So, um, and was that before? That was before they found out. That how was before. Old she was. That was yeah. before everything happened because oh, okay. it was it was sort of like filmed before that. Yeah. Um. So in 2013, Jacob was accepted to the Perimeter Institute for Theoretical Physics in Waterloo, Ontario, which is a smart place for smart people. And I don't even know what they fucking do there. Something. What, what with did physics. you say it was? What did he? The Perimeter Institute for Theoretical Physics. Theoretical Physics. In Sounds Waterloo. like to me like they don't know what they're doing either. Theoretical. <laughs> this mean... is a theoretical <laughs> podcast, girl. Theoretically, we release on Wednesdays. Theoretically. Theoretically, we're weekly. <laughs> Theoretically. Um, no, is it sad that like the only thing I thought of when I read that, the Perimeter Institute for Theoretical Physics in Waterloo, Ontario, was the song Waterloo? Waterloo? I was Waterloo. thinking that too. I just hum the whole rest of it until it's like, oh, then I want to stay be with you. That's it. Waterloo. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> Woof. Oh. <clears throat> Woof. Here's hoping that's, Abba doesn't sue us for that's, that that's um, sick, unpaid that's, spot. Listen, if we haven't been sued yet, then like, come on. Sounds like overconfidence Sarah McLaughlin to me. <laughs> could get us. Uh, any number of people Look, could get us. she has asked us to never mention her name again. <laughs> <laughs> we have to respect her. Okay. Um. So, yeah, so basically, um, you know, 2013, Jacob is, like, doing really well. Um, He gets accepted to this fancy-dancy theoretical um, university. and (laughs) theoretical (laughs) university. And the family decides to up and move to Canada, right? Because it's in Waterloo, Canada, and they lived in Indianapolis. So they up and decide to move to Canada. But they just decided not to take Natalia with them. Are we doing, is it like a Home Alone situation where they're like, you know, just being like, oh my God, what happened to Natalia? Oh no, we left her at home. For years. Forever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Natalia? We don't know her. So um, it's a little, again, the details are a little fuzzy, but it's possible that at the time that the family actually moved to Canada, that Natalia was actually still in that facility in the stress center. Um... But shortly thereafter, it sounds like she was released. Um, and, you know, caretakers at that center, Michael said, again, this is Michael's, Michael's word on this. Um, caretakers at that stress center agreed that Natalia was an adult. Those were some of the folks who helped um, the Bardnets change the birth certificate to the year on the birth certificate to 1989. So clearly mm-hmm. they believe that she was an adult past over the age of 18. Yeah. Um, so Michael said at that point, um, they helped her get set up at an apartment 
uh, near Indianapolis. They paid her first three months rent. They set her up with disability, social security, and food stamps. Um, and he said he checked. He said, "quote I checked on her a couple times a week. She was fine." <laughs> End quote. <laughs> checked on her a couple times a week she's fine so at this point the family has just decided to fuck off to canada and has left natalia who is you know potentially a 23 year old at this point in 2013 but also could be like 10 years old well no and they just get her an apartment and put her up leave her there <laughs> she's doing Shit, fine i wish somebody do she's, that for she's me she's doing great yeah. She's doing great. I'm going to put you up. I'm going to put this podcast up somewhere. (laughs) We're going to give you some food stamps. (laughs) You order all the pizza you want. Just just as long as you sit down and record. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I actually think that that might actually be what Patreon is. Please buy pizza and record. (laughs) Um, So... Sometime later, despite what Michael tells us, that he, you know, put her up, checked on her. She was fine. She's doing great. Uh, Natalia apparently wasn't doing fine because she got evicted from her apartment um, and told authorities uh, after that that she hadn't seen her parents since they moved up north. Meanwhile, one of her neighbors uh, said that she attended classes at uh, Lafayette Adult Resource Academy, but that she had suddenly quit going, that Natalia had suddenly quit going. Well, here's the thing. You paid three months of rent. Yeah. Did she have a job? Right. I mean, what happens on month <laughs> like, four? Like, what happens on the fourth month, baby? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're going to pay you. We're going to set you up for three months. You'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, what's going to happen? I mean, after I don't that? know if the if the mind, like, if the mental process was uh, that they would get her set up with Social Security benefits, and then she would get a disability payment, which she would then use to pay the rent. I no idea. Very fuzzy on the details. But then you would also have to evaluate, like, her understanding of being an adult, right? Like, yeah. Because yeah. you don't quite know, or at least um, from, my, from what I am guessing, is they don't really understand, like, her thought process and how she's thinking. Like, mm-hmm. has she been, does she have the skills to take care of herself? Right. Like, alone. Right. right. Yeah, um... Yeah, I have some thoughts on that, which we'll get to in our discussion portion. But um, <laughs> in the discussion portion, the discussion of, the program. portion of the podcast. Um, but yeah, so so after that, Natalia kind of disappeared. Um, Wait, after she was evicted? Yeah, oh. she kind of disappeared and went dark. And like nobody really, there was a period of time where everybody was like, okay, where is this girl? Like nothing, like this story happened. And then nothing, where did she, she just... go? Um she did she go to canada no she then resurfaced living with another family in indiana um, and that family in 2016 petitioned to be her guardians Um, but to make that happen they actually needed her old birth records and that process required contacting the barnett's because technically she would still be their child their child yeah and they would have her records um so this new family doesn't believe that she is an adult. They believe the the original age of eight years old that she was originally tested at the hospital, somewhere between there, eight and nine. Um, that's how old they believed her to be in 2010. Um, so they still don't think that she is um, past the age of majority. Um, and so they, in 2016, were petitioning to become her guardians. Um, Michael, 
Barnett said that in response to them contacting um, this new family, contacting them for the birth records, uh, apparently he said he showed up at the guardianship hearing with several of Natalia's past uh, healthcare professionals and documentation, and the judge ruled at that hearing that Natalia was indeed an adult. And that case was summarily dismissed because obviously you can't adopt an adult. Um, can you though? I think you can. I don't think you can. I don't think you can become. I well, I think if they're declared like, I think there are certain like mental health declarations. No, that but can I've be seen people made. who like, like who are older who <laughs> like have their like stepfathers or adopt, or I guess maybe yeah, like adopt them or change their, and then change their last names. Like yeah. I've seen that happen. I don't know. For some reason, they needed. For some reason, it was thrown out when they ruled that she was an adult, and I don't know. I don't really know why. I could Um, be wrong, but I've seen. I've seen that happen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like for those who have, uh, you know, father figures in their life that uh, you know they would like to have adopt them. I I wouldn't know anything about that, but that's fine. Can't relate. Uh, Can't relate. Uh, So, in a crazy twist. Uh, Christine and Michael Barnett, who divorced in 2014, by the way. Uh, so there went the spark. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Uh, they were arrested. Whoa. Last year. Shit. Christine and Michael were arrested and charged with two counts of felony neglect of a dependent. <gasps> Michael reportedly admitted to the police that he believed that Natalia, like, this is crazy. So apparently he reportedly admitted to police that he believed that Natalia was a minor as late as July of 2013 when that custody case happened. Um, Michael has since recanted that statement saying, quote, it's not so, it's taken completely out of context. Day one of the adoption, I guess he's talking about. Um, Day one, I thought she was six. Day two, I thought she was nine, end quote. Um, Despite those differing accounts, though, arrest warrants soon followed Michael's statements. Uh, and the pair was charged with two counts of felony neglect of a dependent. Is um, this in reference to Natalia? Yes, yes. And uh, that was actually extended to neglect of a dependent resulting in body bodily injury in November of 2019. So basically the case that was made um, against them is that they, you know, when they decided in 2013 to up and move to Canada, right, Michael had said, according to his statement, somehow um, that he believed that Natalia was a minor in July of 2013. Well, 2013 is when they decided to move to Canada. So at that point, them moving away and leaving her in an apartment by herself was them effectively abandoning her. Yeah. Neglect. Okay. Um, of a dependent. Um, and But at that point, hadn't her birth certificate been changed? Her birth certificate had been changed, but here's the thing. Um, I think that there's some questions about the legality of that. There is some questions. So so we're not really sure what age she is. Um, But, and I have a very limited knowledge of this because I don't necessarily work in the the field of like dependent care. But even if someone is over the age of majority, over the age of 18, uh, if they are dependent on you for other reasons, disability reasons, mental health reasons, physical health reasons, any type of issue like that that causes them to be dependent on you. It doesn't really matter if they're over 18, if they can't take care of themselves, you cannot leave them and move to Canada 
you can't do that. <laughs> like they're dependent, all even if our, they're a parent. All of our listeners are like, yeah, you can't do that, can you? You can't just pick up and leave, can you? You can't, you can't do that. You can't. All of our listeners who have children are like, you can't. They're like white knuckling the steering wheel right now. You can't move to Canada. You can't move to Canada, <laughs> Stacy. You have to be here in Ontario. Oh, sorry, Ontario's in Canada, isn't it? Yes, it is. Fuck that up. <laughs> Um, so essentially those are the charges and then in November of 2019, those, those charges were extended due to the fact that, um, apparently someone examining the case, probably a very smart medical person, a doctor. I don't know why you're pointing at me when you say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, someone examining, um, the case determined that it would be appropriate to, um, sort of extend that charge or put another charge on of neglect of a dependent resulting in bodily injury because Natalia's specific disability that affected her joints, um, there were apparently surgeries that she would have needed to have regard like related to that illness. So that, that disease would have necessitated her having certain surgeries in childhood while she was under the care of the Barnett's and she did not get those surgeries. And because she did not get those surgeries, she had ongoing pain. She had mobility issues, increased mobility issues. Apparently there were things that they could have done to help her with her condition and they did not do them. Um, and instead abandoned her to live the life of like Richie Rich in a fucking apartment for three months <laughs> until the rent runs out, I guess. Um, so Michael and Christine both turned themselves in and bonded out of jail. Both planned to plead not guilty. Um, so Michael Barnett, then very smart, very smart guy. That's sarcasm. Uh, he went on Dr. Oz to clear his name in October. Shit. Which I have to that tell you. recent? Yes. October 2019, baby. This is a fresh one. Oh, wait. Hold on. I'm triggered. You said October 2019. Hold on. <laughs> that was a dark time as well. In fact. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he goes on Dr. Oz to clear his name. And I just have to say, if you are a listener and you're involved in any sort of contentious court case or any sort of weird, if you moved to Canada and left your child, first of all, (laughs) fuck you for that. Um, second of all, don't go on Dr. Oz to clear your name. Don't do that. It's that, that has literally never worked for anybody in the history of Dr. Oz. Okay. And the history of time, actually. I would say, don't go on Dr. Oz to clear your fucking name. That's not what Dr. Oz is for. That's not why it exists. You go to Dr. Phil. (laughs) (laughs) We love Dr. Phil. Um, I'd go to Ellen. So so, um, Michael goes to Dr. Oz to clear his name. That's where he has this big interview. That's where a lot of the information um, that I put together for this story came from. it also, I also have to credit a USA Today article that broke this story earlier um, in 2019. Um, but on the show, Michael, accompanied by his attorney, told his story um, and answered some questions from fucking Dr. Oz, which I don't know why he's allowed to even be involved in this. <laughs> Do you have, what, what do you got against Dr. Oz? I mean, I just, he's just not a real doctor. I mean, he is a doctor. He's, he's not a doctor. I mean, he is, but he's not. I just don't. He's, 
He's not a doctor. He reminds me of like the Wizard of Oz, and the Wizard wasn't real either. And it's just like it's too. There's too much of a correlation there. It's okay. it's definitely okay. some sort of left hand path magic. It's not All acceptable. Right. Um. So, uh, Michael on the show told a story. He said that he actually said on the show that he he thinks that Natalia might not even be Ukrainian. He said she didn't have an accent and she couldn't speak Ukrainian. He actually told a story. Um, he said she had no memory of growing up in Ukraine. And he told a story about, like, apparently they had friends who were Ukrainian. And, like, they came over and they were trying to speak with Natalia in Ukrainian. And Natalia was just like, I don't fucking understand what you're saying. <laughs> she was like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what you're saying. She's like, I'll fucking know. She didn't even try. Yeah. At least I, I would have tried. I would have just been like, oh, oh. oh yeah, see. I would have. You know what? Fake a seizure. Get out of it every time. Might have to take a dose of ketamine. Might have to take a, take some chill out medicine. Spend the next four hours sleeping. But you get ask, out of it. Ask you about something in Ukraine and then you just like run straight into a wall. <laughs> yeah. Um. So following that Dr. Oz interview uh, at the end of October, the Tippecanoe Superior Judge Steve Meyer issued a gag order and basically told everybody to shut the fuck up. He barred prosecutors, Barnett's, and their attorneys from commenting on the case or making any sort of -of out-of-court statements about Natalia. Because this thing... What a power move. Yeah, right. What a power I top, mean, Steve Meyer. Shit, all right. <laughs> Judge Put a Meyer. Gag order on me. Damn. <laughs> yeah, so he uh, saw that apparently he wasn't a fan of the Dr. Oz interview either. <laughs> apparently, Judge Meyer and I have similar views. He's over there, like, can you imagine, y'all? It's like this guy and Katie, and then they're just sitting there and they're just like, I can't believe he fucking went on Dr. Oz. And yeah. Katie's like, I know. I know. Why do they always do that, Judge Meyer? He's not even issue- a real fucking Sounds doctor. Sounds like it's time to issue a gag order. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, after that happened, so um, Michael goes on Dr. Oz, talks a bunch of shit. Uh, the judge puts a gag order on everybody. And then fucking two weeks later, Natalia goes on Dr. Phil. And has this huge Dr. Phil in- interview where she shares her side of the story. And, and and she kind of, she didn't really have great answers for everything. And I think that Dr. Phil remained a little bit skeptical. And I, um, <laughs> I too, am skeptical. Dr. Phil and I both are skeptical. Um, because it just seems very, like, I don't know how she survived in an apartment by herself for three months. At the same time. I don't know why the Barnetts would leave her by herself for three months. I mean, okay, here's the thing. But after that, Judge Meyer also put a gag order on Natalia. So he (laughs) he saw that interview and he was like, God damn it. And then he went back and put a gag order on everybody. So he he actually might be issuing a gag order to the state of Indiana next. No, he's literally, he was sitting, what was happening was he was uh, taking a shit. And he was on his phone, and he saw that fucking... He was scrolling through Facebook and saw that, <laughs> and he said, God damn it! And then he just pulled up really quickly and then went and issued that gag order. Mm-hmm. And you know what's going to happen. Next thing you know, we're going to get a gag order. <laughs> oh, my God. Judge Steve Meyer is going to email us. OMG. He's going to be like, I told y'all to stop talking he, about it. He goes through, and he, again, he's like, son of a... Bitch. But I guess it would probably be because this thing blew up, right? Because obviously there are 
lot of similarities to the movie Orphan. People like to draw those um, draw those connections, whether they're necessarily accurate once we get into the case or not. Um, so the media just attacked this story and was touting it everywhere. And of course, that obviously presents a problem for those of us, our listeners, who are true crime fans. You see where I'm going with this, probably. But that that creates a situation in which it's really hard to get an impartial jury. So it's really hard to have a trial because you you don't have a group of people who are impartial because everybody's heard about the case. Everybody, everybody has, has been fucking watching Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil and everybody already is coming in with an opinion. So you can't have an impartial jury of peers to hold the trial because... Every you're 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 right. If it's sensationalized kind of to a point, then you know everything's going to be like, oh, she said, you know, mm-hmm. he said she shed, mm-hmm. she shell, she sells seashells by the seashore in her she shed. Um, <laughs> Stunning. Uh, wow, I did that. That was good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you but you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. it just it'll come to a point where it's so sensationalized that facts become blurred and then there's also the fact that we are dealing with a you know we're dealing with somebody who at this point would be 18 um i'm pretty sure yeah 18 yeah if you were she eight, was 13 in 2000 if you were eight and right? no she'd be like 20 she'd be 20 if she was eight in 2008 when she came over here anyway whatever, whatever. you're dealing with somebody who you know may or may not be may or may not have this disability you don't know what the mental health you know i i don't know i'm sure the people around it's all you know it doesn't sound like literally anybody fucking knows yeah there's a lot of unknowns but but my point is that you're dealing with somebody who may or may not be um who, who may or may not be living with a disability and you don't necessarily want that person becoming a spectacle either because that's you know that's shitty so i actually do admire him for kind of trying to rein some of the crazy media shit in because yeah. it does you know it's not it's not cool for people to be thinking that she's the girl from Morphin because nobody wants that hmm. the girl from Morphin did a lot of questionable activities yeah she did so she she definitely but did. let's not forget the fact this little girl or woman young woman also was trying to claim that she was trying to kill these people so. it's true but like, I mean there's a lot of she There's put a lot of pine salt and coffee. You know, Let's maybe not forget about that. Maybe she thought it was stevia. Okay, maybe she Shit, thought that it was girl. like the new sucralose sweetener. Uh, you, maybe we should try it. Maybe we should just try a thimbleful, or not. Or you could stick with your Gatorade. Anyway, so the Barnett's trial date was originally set for January twenty eighth of twenty twenty, but it's actually been pushed oh. back. It's actually been pushed back, and uh, Michael and Christine will have separate trials. Michael's trial will start on June twenty second. Christine's trial trial will start. Mm, Christine's trial will start July twenty seventh, um, and they face six to twenty years in prison on the most serious charges if they are convicted. As of now, Shit. I believe they both. Um, as of now, I believe they both plan to plead not guilty. I mean, I, six to 20 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For shit. Y- y'all, sh- why didn't y'all just take this little girl to Canada? I mean, damn, that's crazy. Because, like, I don't under, like, I could understand, like, if you have this 
like person who is potentially trying to kill you i mean fucking bye i like <laughs> i mean i hate to make another like comparison to a horror movie but it's sort of like a samara situation from the ring right like she's trying to fucking kill you but also i mean should you be inhumane but also she's trying to kill you right like um, <laughs> she is an agent of chaos and darkness in the world i'm speaking of samara there i'm not speaking of detalia i'm sure she's lovely but for me i think but i don't understand she's so this child or, or woman yes has no recollection of like where she's from, no. who her parents were. Not according to Michael. Now, there's there's been back and forth on that since then. Who knows what the real truth is. But for me, there's just too many holes in the story. Um, like you said, why didn't they just take her with them when they went to Canada and have her committed somewhere in Canada? Why, if she was so sick... Could she not have been committed to a mental health facility and stayed in the facility and received care there? Why was she ever released if she was that sick? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, why Why are we even dealing with... And if somebody is that sick or that, you know, struggling with their mental illness, because it is sickness... Um, why are you going to put them in an apartment by themselves? I mean, that's like the fucking Jeffrey Dahmer treatment. Like, putting, taking well, that someone who the, is mentally ill and putting them in an apartment by themselves and isolating them. them completely from the family is the worst thing you can do for someone with mental so illness. So then why isn't the person in charge of the stress place being put on trial for that? Like, they're the ones who put her for up. For discharging in, them? Yeah. But, I don't, but like, well, they, who put her up in this apartment and just left her there? The family. Michael and Christine. Oh, Michael I and Christine thought did this, that. No, this place that she no, was no, no, in, no, no, like no, put no. her up. No, the place oh, that she was in. Fuck. They just discharged her to Michael and Christine's care, and then Michael and Christine put her up in a fucking apartment, paid three months' rent, supposedly set her up with social security and di- disability, and then fucking bounced. Okay, well that changes things a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was thinking that's why they're charged with neglect. I was thinking that they had like put her in this place at this point that they had been, she had been deemed like, uh, you know, not a child, I guess. And they like, I remember bounced. the day they I was like, deemed not a child. <laughs> oh God. Uh, and so they just bounced. And then I thought this place like set her up. Like, no, in no, housing no, no, no. Or Michael and Christine like were, were involved in it the entire time. Fuck. They're okay. the ones who got her to the apartment. Okay. Well that, that changes things a bit. Uh, so, still, my thing is, is that I don't understand why we can't, first of all, why we can't pinpoint what this girl's age is. Like, we are in the process where we are solving crimes that have happened years and years and years ago through forensics and DNA and yada, 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 and all this other stuff. And you can fucking tell me that I have fucking... 0.1% of like fucking you know something around the world in my blood but you can't like pinpoint how old this girl is like you can tell how old a tree is you can't carbon date this bitch (laughs) apparently there are experts on the parents on on christine and michael's side that's that back them and say you know well because christine and michael's whole point is that the people at the stress center that they took her to 
that were helping her with a lot of the mental illness issues and kind of, um, I guess, for lack of a better word, diagnosing her. Um, they're the ones who apparently did some sort of testing and examinations to determine that she was actually 22 years old. Um, but then obviously if Christine and Michael are being charged with neglect of a dependent, it's not clear whether that carries, like whether that word dependent means just someone who is dependent on them because by virtue of Natalia's, you know, illness that she was struggling with, um, that was affecting her joints, potentially her mental illness, making her dependent, or if it was an age-related thing, that there are other people on Natalia's side that are saying that she... Natalia, on her Dr. Phil interview, stuck to, you know, her story that she was... The, her original age, that she was a child at the time that all of this went down. So it's, it's just unclear. I'm guessing a, a lot more of those details will come out during the trial. But then you have to also go back. And I know that there's, well, how old are you when you typically, like, start experiencing things like your period and stuff like that? Like, well, I was you said- 13. <laughs> I was in my babysitter's trailer. <laughs> I'd just gotten home from school. Babysitter's trailer. <laughs> None of that is a lie. <laughs> Fuck. Um. But that's what I'm like. But then again, is that just like what they're saying? It is abnormal. I mean, it is abnormal if you did have a child who was, you know, what, eight when they adopted her, um, somewhere between six and nine. It, it would be and unusual for like, a child's period to start that soon, but not impossible. I mean, especially if she's I'm coming from somewhere like Ukraine where we're not might, sure. Maybe would explain the pubic hair. Well, we're not sure if maybe, look, maybe she was part <laughs> Polish. Maybe she's just a hairy gal. You know, some of us are hairier than others. Just deal with it, world. Um, but I'm not sensitive. You're sensitive. <laughs> but it, it is, I mean, those things are unusual, but perhaps those things are just the result of an early puberty um, that could have been brought on by malnutrition as a child. It could yeah. have been brought okay. on by a number of things, you know. I just feel like if we just, like, can pinpoint how old this person is, then that would give you the answers that you need. Maybe. But then again, maybe because not. Because, again, being dependent, well, being dependent on someone for care is, is more than a function of age, right? Even if I have a child who's 22, if, if that child mentally is not age 22, there's some there are different measures, basically. Um, I am cautious regarding the story. I think it's a fascinating case, and I'm interested to learn more about the tr- about it during the trial over the summer if Judge Steve Meyer lets me learn anything about it. Um, <laughs> but if he doesn't just gag us all the kingdom The come, pizza we ordered, we go down to get it, and it's actually just the judge. It's in a him fucking holding the Papa fucking John's. pizza in his judge robes. <laughs> Did someone order a gag reflex? (laughs) Um, Yes, daddy. Yeah, no, but I, I, without knowing the full story, because there are a bunch of holes, I am cautiously sort of skeptical of Christine and Michael because I just don't see, for me, I mean, I get that there are threats being made and I get, you know, we laugh and joke about how, you know, 
you know, kids kids do a bunch of like weird creepy shit and we're not going to have any of that and get the fuck out of my house and blah, blah, blah. But when it comes down to it, if someone is dependent on you for care, you can't just like nope out of the situation. Fuck, if they come to me with a knife in the middle of the night, I'm going to nope the fuck out their forehead and like fucking bye. No. But you need to obtain some sort of reasonable level of care for this person. If you have, if you have adopted I, I get that you thought you were adopting a child or whatever, but clearly this person is unwell. Clearly they need care. You need to find care for them that, I mean, Christine was a fucking author with a book that's still fucking on Amazon. You can buy the spark. I Googled it. It's on Amazon right now. You can buy the shit. Like clearly I think they have the assets to be able to pay for Natalia to be in an institution and for her to get, you know, the surgeries that she needs because of her, illness and all of that shit i feel like if you took on the responsibility whether that person is eight years old or whether that person is 22 years old they're clearly not well mentally they clearly have a lot of issues and they need care so you took on a human life you need to take care of that person and so i'm cautiously and i say cautiously because there are holes in the story obviously say hole again <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> but I'm kind of like cautiously. Mm, I think a slap. I think I think a, a firm slap on the wrist is needed, is required, because I think that's shitty. You don't just fucking set a child. And there's also the fact of like, what if she was a child and she literally they just got her an apartment. And they were like, here you go, <laughs> fucking. I guess go with God. Like, what the fuck? Well. I mean, I don't know. It's tricky. I'm suspicious. It's tricky. I'm suspicious. Final word, suspicious. I'm just I'm going to remain suspicious as well uh, uh, until I think we're on summer. opposite sides of the suspicion. <laughs> I think. Yes. I think we're covering I, the field. The full field of suspicion. Because, like, I mean, I guess it would depend on, like, is there more to her threats to them? Like, was there more than just, like, the one time that she was trying to put pine salt in there and then, like, she claimed that she was trying to kill them? Like, is, like, where that was, it was there more than that? Like, because if there was, then would that give them, uh, I mean, then I would understand their side a little more. I mean, if you feel that somebody is a danger to themselves or others, regardless of their age, you can have them... Like, there's a process of getting them the help that they need, getting them institutionalized, getting them, you know, admitted to a facility that's going to be able to give them care. Um, yeah. You, you, you don't. You don't react to that situation by just buying them, like getting an apartment and paying the first three months of rent and just leaving them there. Like, that's not that's not a solution. That's not how you fix it. You get them committed. You get them into a health facility and then you fucking dip out to Canada if the fuck you want. Like, I mean, you know, then you can go to the theoretical university. <laughs> Whatever. I just think that there was more. But what would you do in an instant like that? So if you have a child who is technically your dependent and they are threatening your life and you have an instance where you like, say, for example, if you have to like call the cops, what the fuck happens after that? Like, I mean, it happens, what happens all the time. To that? Yeah, what happens a, there's to a that? process. Like, there's a process that I mean, there are lots of children that have unfortunately, very sadly, that have um, mental illness 
you know, to the degree that that is exactly what's happening. Um, you know, the further reaches of the spectrum for autism can get, you know, violent against parents. And, and that sort of behavior um, is really upsetting in kids. And But there, there is a process of what you do. Um, I don't know what the process is because I'm not a psychiatrist, but but there is a process that you go through where you you know you take them to specialists and you get the diagnosis and you get you know the treatment plan and you you know figure out you know am I going to keep this child in my home or you know does this child need to be somewhere with caring professionals who are going to be able to give them round the clock help um, and then how does that work? But there are processes in place. It's not like getting an apartment paying three months rent and dipping out was the only option. So that's my, that's my two cents. That's your TED talk. It's my TED talk on theoretical true crime. I don't know. (laughs) Theoretical true crime on the theoretical podcast. Well, theoretically, we will see you guys next week, I guess. That's true. Uh, Maybe that's our new sign off. Theoretically. (laughs) Until next time. Maybe. <laughs> or or just say, uh, until next time. Uh, fuck. <laughs> and just sort of pose it with like that slight hint of a, like a maybe at the end or a question. Yeah, like the upside down like smiley. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. No, but seriously, you guys, we made, we made a lot of jokes about it, but we appreciate you guys hanging in there. We appreciate you guys listening every week and we do hope to get to a more regular schedule. Um, we've, kind of made some adjustments to make that happen so we joke about it we have a lot of fun about it but we are trying to get our shit together desperately actually quite quite truly yeah yeah um but i mean if you want to like check us out (laughs) if you want to check us out uh no i will say this um you know if you enjoy the show if this is your first time listening to us welcome to the podcast um you can also uh go to uh, wherever you're listening to us uh give us five stars rate us leave a comment or something like i feel like we need more reviews and i i could be shooting myself in the foot by saying this everyone is going to use the words vapid and vomit inducing in their review we really appreciate reviews um and so if you could just you know get on itunes or wherever uh that will allow you to review us and just leave us a leave us a comment let us know what you think uh, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, bonus points if you can spin vomit-inducing into a positive thing. <laughs> so well, I'm sure our listeners can. Bonus points for that. Uh, uh, if you want to check us out on our socials, we're on Instagram at The Haunted Heart Podcast. We're on Twitter at The Haunted Heart. We're also on Facebook. If you search The Haunted Heart Podcast, you can like our Facebook page. Um, you can also leave a review there if you fucking want to go review crazy. Yeah. Um, also, check out our closed Facebook group. It is really cool. That thing is always hopping. Um, so if you just search the Haunted Heart Podcast, you can join the group that way. Either Kenny, myself, or one of our Murder Mod Squad members will approve you. Um, and then you can party with us there. Yeah. Uh, Or party with us on Patreon, too. You can check us out on there, uh, at the Haunted Heart Podcast, right, Katie? No, it's patreon.com slash the Haunted Heart Podcast. That was a really good try. All right, fuck, You you actually can't at on Patreon, but that was cute. Okay, well, you can check (laughs) us out there, uh, and you can see all the different tiers that we have. We have different things, like invocations that you get for signing up, uh, even for a dollar and on up from there, uh, and other things, uh, like gaining access to 
uh, our Discord monthly server. episodes. Yeah. Yes, and our dis- special Discord server, which Hell is yeah. like a special uh, place just for Patreon members where you get access to... Um, you can you know, text us. Listening to us. You can text us directly. You can text us and voice chat us and yeah. all that shit. So, yeah. Anywho, I think that's... Uh, that I think is that's it. our... I think that's our shits, our end of show show shits. That's our end of show shits, yep. All right, right, guys, well, welcome to 2020. Here we are. (laughs) Here we are, finally. And we're in it together. Yes, we are. So. Until next time. Stay. Stay.